Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here it is. Brand new edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. It's the 21st of April, 2023. We're counting down the days, I guess, at this point to the NHL draft lottery. And I find myself every single day going on tankathon.com and running the NHL draft lottery and just seeing how many times it takes for me to get the Flyers to fall with the number one overall pick. I did it yesterday, and it took me two times. So we're going to do it again right here while I'm doing the podcast. I've hit it now three times, four times, no, five times, yes. And look at that, Flyers on the fifth time. Get the number one overall pick, move up from sixth, move up six spots rather. Also moving up six spots, the Washington Capitals to get the number two overall pick with Anaheim, Columbus, and Chicago rounding out the top five. Uh, If only, if only that would happen. We shall see coming up on May 8th. And that's recording, time of recording. That is 17 days, 21 hours, 20 minutes, and 45 seconds from now as we record here at 940 on Thursday evening. Well, the season redux is continuing, and we're going to have plenty of player interviews coming up over the next bunch of weeks. But in this episode, we're going to have the interim general manager. Danny Briere and John Tortorella met with the media for their uh, end-of-season press conferences on Monday, and I had a chance to catch up with Danny Briere on Monday to talk about what's ahead this offseason and tons more. And we start off with a simple question of, with Danny Briere, when does the interim tag get removed? I don't know. I'm not too sure. Um, Can I remove I, it right I, now? Like I, rip off the Band-Aid? I, I don't honestly have, haven't had time to even think about that. Um, you know, there's there's lots to do and it's um, it's exciting. So when it happens, it happens at the moment. You know, I'm, I'm acting as if I'm the GM and I'm, I'm making, you know, the, the not the moves because there's not a lot of moves to be done, but the work that needs to be done, I'm acting as if the, I'm the general manager. All the years of playing, I imagine, has helped you in sitting in so many exit interviews, and you now are on the other side of the desk. What was that like? <laughs> it, it was definitely a little weird. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a little bit more exhausting having to do 25 exit interviews. You had than your own, and that was it. exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it was good. It was uh, some really good info on on the players. I. You know, I, during the season as a general manager, you try not to bother the players too, too much. They have a job to do. So it was, it was good to pick their, <clears throat> their brains and see where they stand. And, um, you know, if they see anything that we, we can do better uh, as an organization to put them in a better place to, to perform. When you were a player, how would you have responded to the word rebuild? Um, well, I was, I was in a part of it uh, a couple times. In Phoenix, it, it felt like we were constantly in a rebuild. They're still in, in that rebuild, rebuild, by the way. <laughs> uh, they're still in a rebuild. Uh, Buffalo, we were part of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. That, that went extremely well. Um, you know, uh, I think my last season in Colorado, it was part of the rebuild, uh, you know, with Nate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, McCarr wasn't quite there. I think Rantanen got uh, drafted the, the following year. Um, you know, but we still had Duchesne and, and O'Reilly. Landeskog was there, who was still a big, big part of their team. Um, so I, I saw it. It was at the really, really early stage mm-hmm. uh, with them. Um, now it's, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it could be an opportunity. 
Uh, even if you're a little older, uh, you have the chance to mentor uh, some of the players. You can be part of something special. Um, as a young player, you have to be excited because you know you're going to have opportunities to, to prove themselves. And that's what a lot of players kind of ask and want when uh, when they come into the league. Danny, um, I know everybody wants to press you on a timeline, but the timeline constantly evolves. It changes. It could speed up. It could slow down. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, and some things are out of your control, will determine this. But you know, so you see the way teams are built. Like you mentioned, Colorado. You know, you have the number one overall pick and McKinnon there. You have Landis Gaga. You get a guy like McCarr fourth overall. But then you see teams like Boston that didn't draft at the top of the draft to build yep. their team, or Carolina as well. They're built on depth. Yeah. And so there, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Is there a point where you feel like you have to pick away? Or is that just kind of determined by circumstance? Well, it's determined by, you know, where you pick to start with because mm-hmm. a lot of the times that the draft uh, is the first step in, in that process. You know, we, we've been unlucky or lucky, depending how you look at it, to, to have a pretty high pick uh, last year, another one uh, this year. Those are going to be extremely important moving forward for, for the franchise, um, you know, and how fast they, they come around. You don't know. Sometimes it takes them a year. Sometimes it takes them five. Um, it's really tough to put a number on it. Uh, that's why I keep saying the players are going to decide. And uh, you know, at times there's going to be players that jump at you and impress you, and then it changes their timeline. And then you're going to have guys that go into a regression, and, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe you have to move away from them, or maybe you need to give them an, another year or two. So it, it's so tough to uh, to put an exact number on, and that, that's why. I don't want to do that at this point. Yeah, the evaluation, when you're evaluating, you're not just evaluating the Flyers, you're evaluating the Phantoms, you're evaluating draft prospects and all of that. Um, when you look at it and what you want to accomplish this offseason, can you almost bite off more than you can chew? You, you want to accomplish this, but you got to realize these are the most important things to accomplish. Maybe targeted yeah. a little bit more. You're also evaluating other teams. You know, mm-hmm. you look in the case of an Owen Tippett, who, you know, wasn't having a lot of success early in his career. Yeah. Um, you know, if we can find another player or two like him that can come and help us, I mean, that, you that have changes. opportunity. We'll have the chance to do that. You know, and that's why your your pro scouting becomes extremely important. Finding uh, you know assets or two that really can change the, the direction of your team. But like you mentioned, you're you're looking at all the amateur players, you know, for the draft. And obviously, yes, the number one pick is an important one. But if you can find some gems later in the draft, that goes a long way as well. That can stabilize or uh, you know rush that process even more um the phantoms were were looking at that every player that we have in the organization and again some players are going to develop quicker than others so that's all part of the the process that we're in um you know the one thing that i i probably don't think is realistic definitely not for the summer is to go out and sign uh, a big time free agent long-term deal it just doesn't make sense at, at the stage that we're at and as luck would have it, it's not a great free agent class. Not to disparage, you know, the players in it, but it's not one of the stronger ones that are there. Um, but let's talk about Owen Tippett because in talking to Torts, and I think you really saw this in Tip's play, was I think there was a realization that he was a good NHL player. And the reason I say that is because of the decisions we saw him making on the ice. Yeah, you went through it as a player too. 
And all of a sudden you realize, wow, I can really push my game at this level. Did you see that at a tip this year? Definitely. And, and I, I would add uh, Morgan Frost to, yeah. to that as well. I think those two guys, um, you know, Tippett in, in Florida, Frost coming through our system, you know, we're always waiting for them to take the next, next step. And um, I, I don't know exactly what clicked for them this year, but there's always a moment, um, you know, that you start realizing, wow, I... I can do a lot more than I've been doing. And then you, you, the confidence grows. I give our coaching staff a lot of credit, starting with Torts and how he was able to, to get so much out of those two guys. Uh, but it, it's been very impressive seasons for, for both of them. Is it just little plays at first and then just it just keeps building, right? And, yeah. then, and then you see what you saw at the end of the year with those two players. Yeah. Just... You, you see um, samples early mm-hmm. on, and it, it just leaves you sitting on little your glimpses. seat. You're like, Okay, there's something there. When mm. when are they gonna get more consistency with with that uh, with the, the little sample? And you, and you're waiting for that to, to come more and more. And to be honest, we we saw it um, in Morgan since we drafted it drafted him. Um, you know, watching Owen Tippett last year, we saw it mm-hmm. uh, as well before we we traded for him. Um, you just you're just hoping that they at some point something will click and they'll take it to the next level and that's what they did this season. I think you saw it in Kate's last year too in just the 15 or 16 games he puts up nine points but he comes into this year far different role. How impressed were you with with his game? Because you can tell he's the son of a coach. There's so much detail there yeah. in his game. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, you, you mentioned the word details uh, in his game. You can rely on him to play in pretty much any situation, which is a great feeling for a coach. Um, I think there's so much untapped potential in in Noah. Um, I think there's we're we're gonna keep being impressed by him. Um, you know, I, I saw, I heard some of the players say they remind he, he reminds them of. Sean Couturier a little bit. I don't know if he has quite the, uh, the upside offensively. Um, but Coots had already, that in junior at Drummondville. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know it, it, it's been impressive. Uh, and it's certainly you know an, another exciting member of the future uh, for us if, if he keeps developing and keeps getting better. Um, you know, he's another guy that uh, is part of what we're, we're trying to find and develop here. He announced himself, I felt, on I think it was February 15th the game against Edmonton, the 2-1 shootout win. First of all, you guys didn't take a penalty in the game, and that was wise against that power play. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where I felt he announced himself to the elite players in the league because yeah. he frustrated McDavid, and yeah. that is not easy yeah. to do. Yeah, and you know what that reminded me? That game reminded me a little bit of um, – a playoff series when Sean Couturier Malkin. faced uh, Malkin yep. and he kept frustrating him and didn't give him an inch on point. the ice. Um, that's kind of the feeling that I had again uh, watching that game. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, just like Sean did, uh, he took over uh, after that. You know, the following year, uh, we're hoping that uh, Noah feels more and more comfortable and um, gets, gets to be even more of a factor in you know, every single game. So, yeah, we uh, we have a lot of confidence in him. You're going to have your first draft coming up in late June and free agency. Um, I don't expect that to be, you know, a wow factor. But I've always said, Danny, that a GM tends to build a team in his own likeness in some ways. And what we know about you as a player is um, you were not afraid to go to the hard areas to go to, even as an undersized guy. And you were an insane competitor. Is that what you look for in players? 
Well, that it's certainly, uh, it's certainly something that's very important to me. Yeah. Um, to compete, um, you know, that's that's part of why. Uh, also, last year being part of the interview process to find the coach, I, I felt at the moment, uh, Torts was the the perfect coach for us. Um, I, I, you know, perfectly honest here when when I say that you know the last previous years I was frustrated with the the compete level that we had on our team um, and we definitely took a big step forward in that um, and it, it's going to be part of our um, standard accountability whatever words um, we want to use here um, you know to, to, to be the fa the face and kind of uh, a criteria that's important to be on the flyer so I, I, I'm realistic too that you can't have you know on the ice 20 guys that are feisty competitive mm -hmm. uh, you need different elements to make a good team um, but that's certainly something that's important to me yeah um, one of the things too is having players spend time with Ian LaPerriere and the Phantoms uh, Emil Andre's there now and he's really kind of impressed yeah. and he's had Adder this year and Forster and everybody that has spent time with Lappy this year has either come back or come up yeah and looked more ready than they did prior. That's a very good point. Um, lots, lots of props to our uh, our coaches. Uh, and Ian, Jason Ian Smith. Yeah, yeah, the whole coaching staff. They've done a great job um, having those guys ready when when they came up. Um, I, I thought every player um, was very competitive. Was nobody was out of place. Um, Denwayi looked very good. Mm -hmm. uh, fifth round four, pick. Yeah, mm -hmm. fifth round pick. And uh, Tyson Forrester was even more impressive in, mm -hmm. in the, the, what, eight games I think he played for us. So it's it's exciting for the future. But, yeah, our, our coaching staff in Lehigh uh, prepared those guys well. And uh, it, it's exciting. Again, I, I'm also a big believer of spending time uh, in the minors, having a chance to play lots of minutes. Look at what they did with Cam York. Yep. Uh, to me, that's probably the the – ultimate compliment uh, I can give them is how they took uh, someone who was devastated thought he um, had a spot uh, coming into camp this year uh, completely destroyed having to to go back down and they rebuilt him played him you know 25 minutes a night power play PK five on five against the top lines and then came back two months later totally different player and yeah. how effective he was uh, now you know, Cam York is, uh, you know, we see him as a big part of our future. But yeah. there was two months there that was, it was really scary. We didn't know which way it was going to go. And I give our coaching staff in Lehigh a lot of credit for what they did there. And he comes up and plays top pair right side where he <laughs> yeah. hasn't played before right <laughs> exactly. in the NHL. We, we certainly put him in the easiest position to <laughs> yeah. succeed. And the way he responded was, was impressive. Last thing for you. Um, have you gotten your legs under you yet? Because this whole—I mean, you really haven't had time. It's almost like being traded, right? Yeah. Where like you got to find a place to live, and like oh, you have all that stuff, but like this is a dizzying time of year. It definitely. Um, you know, getting the job. Um, you know, trying to get back to everybody, trying to understand the job. The one thing I would say though that makes it a lot easier is is the fact that I've been in this organization for a long time. We asked before as a player, but the last three, four years also being around, knowing every department, uh, knowing the players who we're drafting, having a chance to spend time with uh, on a player development side with with some of the prospects that are now, you know, a couple of them on the Flyers, some of them in the minors, um, it really helped me um, coming in 
having a chance or knowing a lot of the people in place and also in the organization too. So and then you just have that other part of connecting with all the other GMs around the league, but you've had a lot of those conversations and been seeing those guys at rings all, all along the way as well. Yeah, and, and there too, it was it was fun breaking the ice right away uh, with the GM meetings. Yeah, perfect um, timing. And, and what I realized is I, I knew so many of them. Yeah. I either played with, played against, uh, that I had, you know, fraternize with uh, over the year or so um, uh, that, that moment I realized I was like oh I, I'm comfortable here that's like, Chris Drury I played 100 games exactly. against him yeah so uh, so yeah I, uh, I'm glad the ice was broken right away with that and now I'm you know been in, in discussions with many of them already so it's uh, it's been good awesome Danny have a great off season Jason, thanks a lot appreciate it and enjoy the summer when you eventually can all right thank you all right there he is Flyers interim general manager Danny Briere as uh, the offseason is underway. Coming up Monday, we'll have our Mondays with Meltzer. We've got a couple great player interviews for you next week as well. So, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you Monday on a brand new Flyers Daily. Bye.